Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and it's a Don't beautiful say it. night for Don't a podcast. Don't say it. It is not a beautiful night for a podcast. It is freaking cold. It is cold. a beautiful night for a podcast. Are you why, out why your, would it not be? Are you out front? Like, are you in your little, what do you call it, sunroom? No, I got uh, oh, you're allowed in the house tonight. the wind... Yeah, the wind is blowing so bad out there. I was gonna, and probably why not even are you inside? It. Because it's not a beautiful night for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. <laughs> and, and who's? I'm not sure who's running on less sleep here, but uh, that that was pretty clever of you. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week, folks. Mm. And sitting beside <laughs> me, as always, is the patriarch of redneck country, my father, real redneck Domillard. Dad, is your mic hot? I certainly is. I but, certainly it is. But I'm not. I'm cold. And did you see that blast of snowstorm we had today? Man, it's all. You guys got there. snow? Oh, it was like a blizzard. Couldn't see across the street. Nothing stayed. Uh, we had. Oh, it was terrible. Awful day. It's still cold. I'm uh, still wearing three coats in there. <laughs> well, I mean, Todd makes enough money to pay the heating bill. I don't know why he didn't yeah, go I just, on that. I just got cold. Here, today. It's like seventy-two in here. I just got cold today. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a, you know, an Under Armour thing on. I got a hoodie and I got a outer coat and and my my coat and vest that I walk that I'm gonna walk home in is hanging in the hallway. I gotta That's go cold. kick well, the furnace down before you lose I that go much to bed. Weight, you lost all your natural insulation. I, I, yes, yeah, so I'm telling you, it feels good though to be actually not so hot in the summer because I lost all that weight. It's awesome. Yeah. Got to get there first. That's for sure. So, yeah. Everybody have uh, good weeks. Interesting week. I think we should start with Todd this week. What do you think, Todd? You want to start with me? Little old yeah, I know. me? Yep. He likes to feed off the rest of us, but I think we put him on the spot. I do. Say, I like to. Because otherwise, I live vicariously through you. I'm on. I just sit in my house all day long. Reverse I don't get the to. food chain. That's it. <laughs> I didn't really do much this week. We went to the gun club. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Trying it's to about that time uh, time of year when gun clubs are starting to get active and start to move. And I'm hoping this 28 day deal doesn't Ugh. put too much of a dampener on. No doubt on what uh, the we start just, of the I was season, getting back I'm, into I'm a excited. rhythm. Yeah, I was getting back into a rhythm. I'll tell you what. And then, yeah, we're going back into lockdown. But yeah, aside from that, oh, I did get. I think I posted them on Redneck Country. Is coffee, not tea, not tea bags. Bill, we got <laughs> we got a little coffee pots, and I tell you what, I don't see, I don't call that coffee at all, there, fella. <laughs> I just got them yesterday, and I was pumped because I'm thinking, okay, here's here's my theory on why I got them. I get up in the morning for turkey season, so we get up. Four o'clock, four thirty, whatever time, and you make your coffee. You get in the truck, but we only have a fifteen-minute drive, ten-minute drive, fifteen-minute drive, and maybe sometimes only like five minutes. Depends where we go, and so I don't have enough time to drink it. It's still stinking hot, and so then I don't have a coffee. And you don't want to carry this thing all across the friggin' fields or with the the decoys, everything like that. So then I just don't get a coffee. Well, I'm like, man. So now I got these little grinds coffee pouches that you tuck in and it, uh, it's, it's coffee all, all the time. And, and so what uh, do you do? Is it like a you pack it like uh, you would chew, just right? chewing tobacco, but in a packet, but it's coffee, but it's coffee. It's coffee. So, it's awesome. Uh, like a pouch you put in your so mouth. And let, you would, let's like put it a, in Bill a, Tom. A the, okay. In the almost guy terms, take a tea bag. And before you dip it in, your your mug there to get to change your hot water to something that you're going to drink take that tea bag and pack it in your cheek you're good to go 
Yeah, I used to do that when I when I was at the rodeo with with like Copenhagen, <laughs> not, <laughs> not with coffee well, grinds. Nobody in, in, likes mouth cancer, Bill. So that's I'm <laughs> telling you what, this is. And I quit the. It's not like public coffee. service announcement. No, no Copenhagen on the show. Let's, let's just stick with coffee. Is that what we're going with here? Yeah, well, okay. So I, I, I'll tell you. I was. I, I got them yesterday. I loaded them in my shooting bag. I got six different flavors. As you know, because you tried to chirp me on Facebook there. So I got six different flavors. I load them in and I thought, okay, I got like mint chocolate. I got mocha. I got New Orleans. I got. I got to ask you, have you ever had the desire in your life for a mint? chocolate coffee no i don't like flavored chocolate or flavored coffees at all don't like them at all give me mocha me ice cream but no flavored well coffee. and i'm not a flavored coffee guy either but i was you apparently are with the six different uh, flavors that no, i saw but, on that facebook page <laughs> the mocha one was free so if you bought saw if you paid more than i don't know 20 bucks they gave you the mocha one for free and then so my first pick was black coffee and I'm like, there it is, black coffee. And then I got this New Orleans coffee. I don't know what New Orleans coffee is. I've never been to New Orleans. But okay, so that looks like normal coffee. Because you're right, I'm not a big flavored guy. I'm not the French vanilla guy. That's more like a tea drinking thing. Todd, right? It's a party in your mouth. It could, yeah, I'll let you know. So I got these and, and the black one. So I, I put black coffee. I said to dad's buddy, Bill, because dad's not a caffeiner. So I said to dad's buddy, Bill, on our way to the gun club, Bill, how do you like coffee? He's like, black. I'm like, here, put one of these in. And so he doesn't say two words with his mouth full. Very, I think he finally chirped dad. I, for the first time last night when we were leaving the gun club, he said something funny because we missed a, a shoot because dad screwed up the schedule. But, and, and he said, well, that was the one I was going to run 50 on or something. And I would hope oh, Bill stepping into the ring, <laughs> but that's the only time I've heard him ever chirp. So he doesn't say anything. So he's got this in. I, we get halfway to the gun club and it's a 24, 25 minute drive to Depends on how heavy my foot is. And so away we go. And I've got one in. He's got one in. Black coffee. And we get halfway there. And I'm like, I got to be honest with you, Bill. I'm not I'm not digging this this black coffee one at all. <laughs> and, and he goes, I'm glad you said something. It's like I got a wet sock in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hike those out the truck. They're gone. Got there. And so I thought, okay. That's done. Black coffee. I'll give it away. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out what to do with that or, or I'll carry it. So when somebody says, Hey, can I have one of those? They get the black coffee. And so that's all cool. Fine and dandy. I thought, okay, what is the most, like I usually drink double, double. Now lately I'm an almond milk in my coffee guy. Like I'm, I'm conforming to, to, I, I'm getting ready to hang out with you, Bill, this summer. So yeah. I'm not to yeah. tea yet, but I've gone to almond milk in my coffee. But normally Prior to my new uh, diet plan or whatever you want to call it is I would, I would eat, drink double, double. That that's my gig. Tim Hortons, it's a double, double. And I was getting the double, double creamer things that you just, you don't even need sugar. You just pour the double, double creamer in and Oh my gosh, it makes your coffee taste amazing. So I'm like, what is the closest And New Orleans is what it was. So I'm like, I wonder if New Orleans is more like how I like my normal coffee, because this is just a little packet. There can't be a lot of calories in this thing. I'm good with this. So I put the New Orleans in and Oh dude, that thing's awesome. It's like a double, double in your cheek. Uh, and for like an hour I packed it in I went and shot trap and I think I've got a new 
little niche thing now for shooting trap. Here I now I've got just a little bit of caffeine that continually is surging into my blood system, just keeping me alert enough that I am out there crushing orange like a like a champ. That's just what he needs, eh, Bill? A picker upper? Holy moly! Yeah. I can imagine having yeah. God in the, in the line. He's got four packs in his mouth just jeering. I, I don't it. like to brag a lot, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little early in, it's a little early in the podcast for that, isn't it? Ask me what I shot with that pack in my cheek. Oh, I don't even want to know. Dad, you want to yeah, Was there a witness? There, oh, there's yeah, all, yeah. all witnesses. There. He shot 225s. Oh, he did. Yep. Well, maybe I'll have to try one of these if that's what it takes to shoot a 25. <laughs> you you got to come to the coffee side, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing winter you, green. You show up with a string shit. hanging out of your mouth from that tea bag. I'm going to be like, what yeah. the? Oh, Bill, I, I you're doing do it I wrong. Just pack it. <laughs> hey, Bob, how about yeah. you doing? <laughs> I never even thought about that as an option. You know, put the tea bag in there and just say, "Hey, look, this is uh, just skipping one step here." Hmm. These these are very these are like I would say an eighth of the size of a tea bag. Oh, like good. a little Copenhagen, well, like you know what I mean, like a little little bag. Not right, the well, not the raw. That sounds like an interesting. Yeah, uh, so that was my week. Very week. It was really one day, but that's the excitement of Todd right now is like one day. Now I go back into dormancy. That's it. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a follow up uh, on uh, my last week's attempt to yeah, find Yeah, you property. were going to get permission. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good, good day as far as on the countryside looking at uh, uh, birds. I, I can tell you, I, I didn't get yelled at. I didn't get um, shot. It was that I approached starting a chainsaw that looked a little bit. <laughs> did he have offside. a Did he have a goalie mask on? <laughs> he was not impressed with me coming up to see him, and he was starting a chainsaw. He looked at you, and he probably thought, hey, "Here comes a lumberjack. I'm going to keep this thing yeah. going." I just hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, he, he was not impressed about having. A, he had a willow tree that fell on his property, but there was turkeys in his backfield. So, I mean, I guess I probably should have been more sympathetic with the fact that he was trying to get this willow tree cut up, yeah. but. I figured what you ask him permission anyways. And, and, and I almost got out of there with, without getting the scowl and, and, and the look, but he was, I didn't. he was so not I impressed. Him and I knew he was not impressed. He, his, his answer was, well, I've already got guys on the, on the property. Like, okay, well, where do you go from there? He <sighs> said, thank you very much for your time. And I, and I went away, but yeah, I talked to two or three guys, um, uh, uh, and I didn't get any permissions as far as their properties, but I did find a really nice new county bush that is way back in the back on uh, quite a bit of property that I'm, I'm anxious to get out there and, and walk and hunt and get on the border of where I saw a lot of turkeys. So right on, you know, well, I, that's the best I could do at this point in time. If I'm not getting people to say yes, did you take the family? To, uh, I, I took Candace and I took uh, Violet. And, uh, Did they know, get Candace out of the vehicle? Shy. No, they See, were shy. There's uh, your downfall. You know, Violet wouldn't have had a, uh, Well, she was shy. She didn't know what to say. Uh, she said, I'm not good at this talking. I said, don't worry about it. Just come out and wish me. Give them the puppy uh, dog eyes, Violet. Look at There's a brand new iPad in it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went Talk about it the whole way. The wrong. The whole, the, the, uh, no. it, bribery, Bill. It's all about bribery. 
Yeah, we uh, we drove a lot, and you know, I came home a little bit frustrated because I was hoping that we'd at least get one person say yes, and uh, you know, we didn't. But at the same time, I got to say that you know, I'm not uh, too disappointed because I, I found a new block of bush that I could hunt, and it's public. I've got the entire rights to be there so uh, one morning uh maybe this weekend even if the weather's right and the wind isn't you know blowing 90 miles an hour i'm gonna get out there first first thing in the morning park the car walk into the woods in the dark and just listen to the world come up and see if i hear any gobbles or or see anything that may be attractive to uh, uh to hunt come a couple weeks from now so Man. yeah so there you go that uh, that was it wasn't much Man, I'm so disappointed. So, I figured you'd be locked down on like getting at least two or three new places. Yeah, I, I'm not even looking for two or three. I'm looking for one at this point. You know, it comes comes down to I get tired of of, of hunting uh, public property, county bush, just because everybody's got the right to be there. You know, and and that's that's cool. I mean, I'm okay with that. But when you're when you're hunting a a, a, a tom or something like I was doing last. Then somebody drives, starts to drive your ATV past you. Kind of gets a little bit frustrating. So, but I hear you. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that was it. Not too much, but uh, I, I can feel some energy coming through this phone. Like there's a third person on here. That I, got. I tell you, he's sitting here. He's got like he's got notes. He's buzzing. He's ready. No. I'm afraid that I don't know if we got enough hard drive space on this studio computer to record everything that's about to come out right here. If you shut Did up, you there will be. Notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fat> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised this whole note-taking thing, Don, because I was not allowed to take notes from my podcast, too. The only on. reason... This is sitting around a campfire having a conversation. It is, but the only reason I took notes, because I had such a productive week, I didn't want to leave anything out. I just, I had awesome. a great week. And Todd gets you melting have off. To and, know, Bill. and the you next have thing you know, know, I forget half of what I was going to say. So, yeah. yeah you're welcome, I, everybody. I like the way you're, you're doing things here. It's got to be good talking points, especially when you're. I tell you what, there, so I, I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to have to break off and start my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm if pretty sure I got enough honest. alter egos. I could make it, that happen. It would be a flop if he didn't have anybody to chirp or laugh at. It would be. I would feel dead in the water. I, you know, I'd be chirping myself. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be in this circle. I'd yeah. be like chasing my tail. You're right. So, Don. Yes. Let's get started here. <laughs> Tell me about your week. I had a productive week, Bill, and I'll talk to you. <laughs> and I'll uh, laugh. First of all. For, for Todd's birthday back in December, he got a 20-foot a tree stand. Whoop, whoop. And for Christmas, he got an 18-foot tree stand. And whoop, they've been in my, my shed all winter. So we had a nice couple of days this week. And not now, but we did have. So I got in the shed rummaging around, and I dragged those boxes out, cut them open, and I put them together. And then I bolted them. I, I strapped them both into a tree in the backyard so he could come over and see them and try them out. And are they ever nice? They both have those those material hammock type seats. They both got oh, footrests yeah. that fold in when you're going in and coming out. But once you sit in there, you could fold them out and rest your boots on them. I will tell you, Bill, that we've always bought cheap tree stands, and we got like twenty of them. But we bought cheap ones that are like the they're two man because dad needs room, so they're the two man stands. But they're like a square 
wrought iron type of deal, like square tubing, right? That just rigid. And I thought, who cares? You're, 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 I, I stand up most of the time anyway, but who cares? You're all bundled up in clothes. You don't feel these things, but let me tell you something. You put your butt in one of these tree stands. Hello. Oh, they are, they are nice. They are sweet. And uh, they, the tree sorry. stand that I got that I love the most has got one of them hammock material. Uh, it's like a rubberized, uh, I don't know what, what exactly it is. And you could sit in that thing all day. It's so comfortable. Oh, yeah. It, they're awesome. And the 20 footer comes with a couple of hooks that you can put in different places for your hang your equipment comes with a cup holder that w- that you can move in different places that comes for your cup. And and the 18 footer is a little wider than the 20 footer. And he actually got in it with Avery. Avery can hunt with him out of that one. Sit right next to him. Yeah. And yeah. it's comfy as, as heck, too. Yeah, it's awesome. So you actually uh, went over and tried them out, Dodgy. Oh, we did. You had the time. Yeah. I didn't deal. have the time. We were there for something else. I don't remember what it was. Uh, lunch after church last Sunday. That's what it was. Yeah. So we had to, we had to eat. Yeah. So yeah. that was a success. Uh, they're, they're sitting over in the corner of my deck. I'm waiting to go out wherever he wants to go. And then... Uh, the vaccine for 70 and up opened up. So my wife and I are both booked for April 8th to get a vaccine for the COVID. So I'm getting my vaccine oh, this week. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And then Tuesday morning, we were getting low on ammunition, all three of us, Bill, Todd, and I. So Bill and I did a road trip to Hummison's, and we bought $900 worth of trap loads while we were down there. Holy smokes. So we're good to go now till at least May. <laughs> yeah, because it's locked down. What's that? Now? <laughs> What's yeah. that? Yeah. I that by you now. Uh, I don't, I got four flats. What'd you get, dad? I got four flats and Bill got four flats. There you go. Now mine was, I had one double A, which is considerably more than challengers, right? I got one flat, a double A for handicap. Now, Wednesday night, we're out to the gun club. We, we leave here about three 30. We're there just after four. There's not too many people there. So we got a chance to shoot three or four times. And I am focusing on handicap because then right now I'm, I'm hitting 25s again, 24s and 25s and singles again. My arm's doing what it's supposed to do. It's actually got some stamina. It's not perfect yet, but it's coming. So I told him that you guys want to shoot some more singles. That's fine with me. I'm going to focus on handicap. And I ended up shooting, my handicap is from the 22-yard line, and I ended up shooting a 24 out of 25 in handicap, Bill. Wednesday good for night. you. Yeah, yeah you're so getting it, it back. I'm back. It's it's feeling good. It's back. I'm back. So I'm and that's for, at the right time when uh, the you know the season's about to start. Hopefully, like I said, the the lockdown doesn't put you back too much. But it's nice to know that you're getting back and the body is yeah. doing what it's supposed to do. I'm confident the practices will stay going. I believe. I don't know what how this will shut will affect them. I hope it doesn't affect it too much. We'll have to see. But I want to keep going. I want to keep working that arm. I've been exercising it. And so far now, I can lift the gun and swing it, but it's it, not perfect. But when I'm hitting 25s and 24s in handicap, I'm pretty happy. So I'd be uh, happy too. That's back. great. Yeah, people are noticing, hey, your arm's not bothering you. I said, well, it's bothering me, but it's it's <laughs> a lot better, a whole lot better. You're working through it. Working yeah, through it. Yeah, that's great. So I feel good about that. So we had a good night Wednesday night. Bill, Bill my buddy, he ended up shooting a 22. So. Yeah. He was pretty pumped. He shot 125. Newer, newer shooter, and so he's starting, yeah. Yeah, he shot, shot 125, and he'd like to start adding a, a, 
about 25 again now and again. So he's shot a couple 22s, a couple 23s. So, but he's, he's getting there. He wants to get more consistent. So we had a really productive night. Like I said, Todd shot two, two 25s and Todd was shooting them fast. I mean, he was, he was acing them right out of the now house. Now why you got to say that? Don't put that in my head. Well, he was, he was well, acing no. them. So, yeah. Well, anyway, Did you realize how fast he's shooting? No, don't. No, I just shoot. See orange, shoot orange. Yeah, well, don't he, he shoots me think. He shoots a high gun, and he he shoots. I hold a low gun, but my gun holds, shoots high. Yeah, his yes. gun shoots high. Holds a low gun, and he very little movement. And I was watching him, and they were ink balls. So, and he's he's got the choco worked out what he wants. So he was doing good, and people were noticing. People were noticing how we were shooting. So anyway, I don't know if I should ask you this, Todd. Yeah. I don't know if I should ask you this because it might be a trade secret. Did you change chokes this uh, this year so far? Uh, you, not, uh, not really. I so I always practice with full or or in, improved mod at at sixteen yards, right? A tight choke, and then when I go to competition, I typically go to light mod, and then it feels supposed to feel easier. And I wouldn't say because the competition, the the pressure and the stress is it, it does not feel easier, but maybe it is easier because you don't have such a tight pattern. But I so I rolled for a couple of weeks. I rolled improved mod, and I was thinking way back in 06, 07, when when I was shooting a lot and I was doing fairly well. Uh, the um, I, I won the I, I, I won some stuff. So I wanted. To, I thought I only I only ever used an improved mod choke, and I didn't change it whether I was at the singles or the handicap. And I thought I remember that. I never. And the only reason I didn't change it because it looked cool. It's a pure gold. It's like. It's not pure gold in color, pure gold, pure gold brand. And it's, it's silver, but it sticks out like two and a half inches and it's got ports on it. It just looks mean. And so that's the only reason I left it. Cause it looked cool. And I remember going, man, but I was shooting really good back then with that tube. So I went to improve mod and I was doing all right. And so I shot one round with improved mod and then I switched it and went to uh, light mod at the singles. And let me tell you that. My pattern, I was getting better ink balls, I think, with light mod than I was with improved mod, wasn't I, Dad? Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe at the 16 yards, which everybody will go, oh, you want tighter choke? Like, Dad shoots full choke. and But that, and that Caesar Greeny, those chokes are tight anyway, I believe. But I was getting better ink balls with uh, a light mod than I was with improved mod. So I wonder if the pattern's better. Now, I did shoot, go back to the handicap, and it was was... It lighten them up pretty decent from the handicap with that improved mod. So I wonder if my pattern just wasn't developed enough that close at the 16 yards. So to answer yeah. your question, not really. I, I still light mod, but I just reinforce the fact that I'm going to stick with light mod for singles. Well, and if it's working for you and you're, 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 you're making targets disappear. That's, that's uh, all you, you, need to you want the ink balls, right? That's the confidence builder. That's what makes you keeps the yeah. fuel going and keeps your head in the game. When you ink ball it, that it's not hard to focus. If you're ink balling, it's hard to focus yeah. and keep, keep your mind from wandering if you're chipping them. And so that's why I want to yep. keep those ink balls. That's why I was thinking of going to a tighter choke, but shooting that light mod, I was getting better ink balls at 16s than, than with the improved mod. So, yeah. 
So anyway, what turned out to be the most productive part of my week was this morning. I went to bed last night and I went to bed thinking, okay, tomorrow is April 1st. Today's April 1st. I thought, okay, this is enough messing around. We are three and a half weeks or yeah, three and a half weeks turkey opens up. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to start uh, hitting the fields and the farmers and, and getting in touch again. So I got up this morning at 830 and I said to my wife, I'll be back for lunch and then I'm going out again because I'm going to make a day of this. She says, all right. So I went and secured nine fields this morning, all secured for fall hunting geese. That's awesome. Yep. I got nine fields all secured for this fall. Then I went and I've got four farms signed for turkey at the end of the month. Any new ones? Any new ones? Um don't mention names. I'm not mentioning names. Yeah, I got one new one. Oh, good. One new one. Yeah, I told you that. One new one. And uh, also, I got four farms signed for, for bow season deer. Today. Oh, you had a great day. I had a super hey, day. Hey, and he did tell me this. I remember now. I had to let him go because I got a, I, I had a call yeah, coming in when he called conversation. me. That's right. But, Bill, you remember goose hunting. You remember that big satellite dish antler rack buck we were watching with the binoculars when we were in the goose field yeah he got so he got permission in that whole wood lot oh come on the guys allowing us to put stands in there we are good to go and oh, hunt for turkey. record and hunt that woods and, for turkey and turkey so i had a productive day oh, and then that's unbelievable yeah, i came home for lunch and my wife was watching the uh, what do you call it? The update on the COVID restrictions. And so I had my lunch and she, she wrote everything down and I said, okay, how does that affect us? And so she told me what the effects were. And I thought, my gosh, am I ever glad I did this today? Now I am not knocking exactly. on any doors through the next three half weeks for through the four week shutdown. Well, that's it, right? Then yeah. that, that's a, a, a great thing to do Good before to the shutdown. Cause I, I don't feel right. If they lock the province down, yeah. going up and knocking on somebody's nope. door now and, Don't have to do and it asking. So. And one area where we had the block lockdown, I stopped in and, and saw a couple farmers there. And the one farmer showed me a road back in around his barns where we can get in a different access. And I called Todd on the when I was talking Is to him on the phone. Is that where me and Megan shot that one up there? Am I in the, in the same in that, in that Yeah, but this is a different access now right at the main farm. And we can drive right in past his buildings, around his barns, and the road keeps going right to the middle of that whole block. And I said to you on the phone this morning, I want you to go with me. By the cut? Yep. And I said to you, I want, to, I want you to go with me and drive in there so you see actually where that road goes and where it ends up and which end of the, that block we want to hunt. And so we have that whole block now. Yep. See, Bill, you got to get down here. Yeah. So now we, can decide, we can decide we got three entrances into that block um two of them are good walks but this one will take us to the point just north of that cut on on a, in a car the point just north that is where i shot that with megan yeah because that's a long walk yeah you take the cut and look northwest we don't even need the turkey chaser anymore we can sell the golf cart there you go so as long as it's Let's not too kayak. long as it's not too wet, so uh, <laughs> to drive in that road. So I and, I and we don't even have to check with them. It's just we're just good to go, 
and that includes spring turkey and fall deer. We got deer in there too. Yes, in the in the bush north of the point of the cut. I don't know about the bush. I'll have to look at the map. Okay. But remember where we put the two sands last year? That's yep. his. Only that's on the that's on the south side of his property, where the access is from the north now. So okay. we can drive right down to that point, walk down that side. There's one around the corner. There's the other one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I and said don't to Todd, disturb him because the deer are on the other side. Yeah. Of that. So I said to Todd, we got to, I want him to drive in there in the daylight with me so we can pick and choose what entry point we go in, either turkey or deer, depending on where we're going to sit. Because got to anyway, we got to yeah. move a tent. Yeah, we do. There is no excuses now with this amount of property you guys got down there not to have trophies and, and sightings and, well, and many stories you of, know, of opportunities. Dad's retired now, so it's going to be tough. He's so busy to get him out in the woods. Oh, it is. It's going to be yeah. hard. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I understand that. <laughs> that took up my whole day. Well, and that was a big, <laughs> He didn't even it, get a it, nap. You couldn't. Didn't get a nap. Well, I didn't. This I, is worth giving up naps for to, to get yeah. feels like that. I know that your dad naps on a regular basis. So I've never had such a productive day. Nine fields for fall geese, four for turkey, four farms for turkey, and four farms for bow, de- for bow hunting for deer. All in one day. What a, what a day. All redone for another whole year. Did That's you go see our guy? So, sorry, Bill? What was that, Bill? I said it's not even an April Fool's joke. No, no, it better, is not. Better not be. <laughs> no. And, and I, oh, I was so relieved because the shutdown, I thought, oh, am I ever glad I did all this today? We don't even need to go and talk to any of those people now. Did you go see our buddy that we dropped desserts off for kayak and putting in the, in didn't, the pot? Didn't get there. Oh, didn't get there. That's that's one more trip. I drove by it, too, but I didn't, didn't get in there. I was focused on the, the turkey and the fall deer. So I got I to gotta get to see him. But we got all summer to see him because that's for fall goose. But I, I did know. get nine other fields for fall geese. I want to fish bass in there. Like I ended up going north and then came back for lunch and then went south. So that's what that's. Rock and day. roll. Yeah. Good news. Well, I, oh, I'm glad you wrote all that down on that piece of paper, Dad. Yeah, that was my, that was my. Week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all positive, well, Bill. All positive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm anxious. I'm anxious now for the season to start for hearing their stories and, and the opportunity. Maybe, yeah. maybe I could sneak down there and and uh, have a hunt one morning. Yep, always for sure. In fact, uh, on the nine fields we got signed, we got to get them down to you and Jay somehow to get you to assign an initial and you're in. Awesome. On those yeah. nine goose fields. So I That's figure great. I've done yeah. my share for redneck country. Oh, goodness uh, gracious. You sure have. You sure have. Bill. Not all, hey, I can't not say quite. That was fantastic efforts and work today. No you, more chirping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't take that away. Well, oh. well I guess uh, we should probably get going to the next phase of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Get somebody maybe waiting on the phone. Well, and I don't want to make you nervous. I don't want you to overthink or anything like that, Bill. Not that your position is in jeopardy, but I yeah. am excited for the next guest. I mean, if I was going to branch out on my own, I, I don't know. 
But yeah, I'm pretty pumped for an X card. Well, Sorry, here, I'll give you the list. May have a new card. <laughs> if you're going to branch out on your own, here's the list for next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't mean maybe to be a, a jerk. a brand new partner in crime there, <laughs> but, Doug, maybe. But I am pumped because we're going first time turkey hunting and thought processes and the whole nine yards. This is going to be exciting. Okay. Bill, are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, now, I got a question before we even get going. Is what is better than one Tom? I, I'm not. I couldn't tell you. Tom. What's better than one Tom? <laughs> you, uh, you're, you're not going to answer that? <laughs> Jay, no, what's better than one, one Tom? <laughs> what's better than one Tom? Bill Tom. I'm going to give you that one. Right <laughs> well played. Well played. Two Toms, Bill. And maybe even three. With three, you got an extra, like a triple chance to hit one and erase the almost guy nickname. Yeah, I, I'm all right with with the almost guy because it, it kind of suits me. I've got clothing with with the name on it now. It, uh, you know, you'd have it, to you'd there. have to get a whole new wardrobe. It'd be a change of ammo. That's it. <laughs> so, I don't know what I do. Without further ado, why am I asking this? Is because what is better than one Tom? Not two. No, no, no. A replacement for Bill J. Tom. Jay, are you with us? I am with you. How's it going tonight? He is with us. Awesome. All right. Living the dream here. Yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> magical time of year when uh, the, the snow is gone and I'm starting to see major flocks of turkeys kicking around fields and, and I'm getting excited for what's coming right up around the corner. I tell you what, it's, we're not that far out. We're like three, four weeks. Yeah. I do believe. Yeah. I do three believe. and a half, three and a half weeks. Oh, dad's got it on lockdown. Three. Oh, Look out. Yeah, 23 good, days. Yeah. We, 23 days days and and we will be sitting somewhere calling birds and you know what i think it's good good time that we start having this conversation about uh, about new hunters and what one of the reasons why we got my my brother on tonight is he's uh he's not a new hunter well no but he's gonna put the pajamas away and maybe try to actually hunt turkeys (laughs) like you know, a, civilized a real people. turkey hunter, yes, a civilized turkey hunter, and, and we wanted to get him on to, to talk through some of the process and maybe even tell a few stories about how we got into the, uh, uh, the turkey hunting and uh, and and some yeah. of what we did. Right, I like that because so, yeah, I had to go through the stinking course and all that jazz way back in the day, and yeah, 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 that's good. But I want to hear yeah. I want to hear Jay's perspective, James. So you shot your first turkey last year in your pajamas. I did, and and I'd like to point out that I think it was last week or the week before his podcast, you were discussing how you like to chase turkeys, and that's the way you do it. You see them, you run after them, and I had to laugh because you made it sound like it was so hard, but I was able to do it in red you know, plaid pajamas. So how hard is it really? I like this. I like this. Welcome yeah. to the podcast, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and that's exactly it. So what's your problem, Bill? <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe I'm too technical with this whole thing, trying to just sit under the right tree and use the right call. And maybe I just need to chase like, them and maybe bring, try to tackle them. Bring them in on a straight thing. It's approach. overrated. You just go yeah. out there and they, sometimes you get the dumb ones that just walk in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This week was a big week. I mean, we talked uh, talk about uh, what we did uh, this week a little bit earlier on the podcast, but this week I didn't bring up. Uh, today was a was a big day because I, w- I went to Cabela's on and uh, we we had some purchases. But 
I'm not going to talk about that until I, I hear about what Jay did this week and his purchases. So getting, getting right into the, the trick. I'm not sure if your wife listens or your wife even knows, but um, tell, tell me what you, you bought this week, kid. Well, um, as we've discussed before, we've got a friend, TJ, and uh, he and I hunt down our area here. And we decided that we were going to try and, you know, uh, do our best to get into this turkey hunting this year. And Camouflage PJs. Yeah, yeah, with the camel PJs, and, and who knows, maybe one day I can find a pair of Crocs or something that some of you guys might be wearing. But, I got one uh, right now. Yeah, There's figured. no doubt in my mind. But, uh, we, uh, PJ and I decided that we were going to um, split on a couple of decoys, and we were going to get a couple of turkey calls and try them out, and we went to, to Bass Pro and um, bought a couple of turkey decoys on, uh, on Bill's recommendation which maybe hindsight going back, him being the almost guy, I don't know if maybe I should have listened to him, but yeah. we, uh, we did get a couple of turkey decoys. We got a couple of the, uh, the, the reed calls that we're going to try and annoy our families with as we're practicing. And TJ bought himself a box call. I bought uh, a slate call. Don't ask me what they are. Cause I couldn't for the life of me tell you what brand or anything, but That's we're so going awesome. to we're gonna <laughs> give it a try. And, and I, I feel when it comes to hunting, that's what a lot of it is, is trial and error. And, that's what we're gonna do. That we're was, gonna try it out. I'm with you. I, I did the same thing. I bought my my first call was a read call because I said I turkeys. Come on, I'm not gonna cheat. I want. I'm gonna do this like with my mouth with the read call. Plus, I wanted my hands free for my my gun. And uh, so yeah, I'm with you. But what? Okay, what decoys did you get? We'll go there. Ah, uh, see, here we so, go. Yeah, so this I, I do yeah. What did Bill we, advise you to buy that now you're yeah. going to have to return and you should have texted <laughs> yeah. me? <laughs> so so we went with, uh, if you want brand, is that all right to say brands on here? Okay. We're not sponsored by anybody, even though. All right. <laughs> so we bought, uh, there was a package deal on a Flextone brand, uh, Jake and Standing Hen. And that's what we bought was, uh, was a Jake and a Hen um, decoy and we we don't know if we're completely done yet again we we had the recommendation that it, it's good to have a a feeder hen a standing hen and a jake but you know we got to be a little bit conscientious with our our finances and maybe not go all out right off the hop but the good news is I know where I can go to find a bunch of decoys that don't work as well. If I want to, I can uh, make the drive up to my brother's place. So yeah, because, because just to let you know, Jay, I'm not sure. I'm going to skip right over top of that because I'm not even going to qualify that with a response. I'll qualify it by laughing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) But the, uh, I I bought the same thing tonight. And then I also um, bought the feeder hen too. (laughs) So see, and you guys are way too uh, technical. De- no, no, decoys please. was like the, the the 2010s. This is 2021. <laughs> well, I tell you, it, it, in, I was sitting here on the on the on the island looking at my new decoys tonight, uh, thinking of my brother, and and uh, when we it was 20 years ago, and I hate to even say that it was 20 years ago when I bought the decoys that I was using right up to last year. So, might have had something to do with the uh, the success rate. Are they foam? No, see, I, I I splurged because when I when I got into the turkey hunt in Delta, 
had a collapsible, uh, you know, you, you, you blew them up uh, uh, and put a stake in them and put them in the ground. And um, they were great. I mean, collapse, foldable, put them in your bag. And I was, I was trying to tell my brother that, you know, the full body decoys are, are no different than what you guys got for the goose. They're great, but they're hard to carry. They are. Um, and, you know what? It, but the the look of these decoys that Flexstone has for the price, we, you know, I convinced him and I convinced myself too that I'll figure a way and find a way to carry them in the bush for the way they they, they look. So <laughs> that that yeah. was definitely something that I had to, to think about again. Going to you know touching back on previous podcasts, I know last one I think you guys were talking about you know uh, asking permission and fields and respecting. Um, I'm not able to drive to the bush that I hunt. I have to walk across the field and I have to keep in mind how much stuff I have to carry in at the time. So I was trying my best to keep it to a minimum, but you know, if this is what I've got to take, if I even got to make two trips to get set up, then that's what I'm going to do. We've once carried between dad and I, what dad, 18, 20 decoys in at one time. I sold a lot of them. Now, Mm. when you said the decoys that don't work, that's what I got rid of. <laughs> did, did, did Bill buy them? Is that where they went? <laughs> <laughs> no, for double the no, price, they not. come with experience. <laughs> hey, I got good. I got good money for them too. We had a, we had a hen that you pulled a string and the head bobbed. And actually, and that was I shot my first turkey over that. We had. Uh, we had you a, sold that? Yeah, and we had a. That was the best one. No, it wasn't. We never even used it. No, because I quit using it. And then we had one where Still a Tom the best was one. mating a hen. Oh, that it one had was... two heads sticking out of it, and they were bobbleheads. <laughs> and I got rid of that one, and then a bunch of silhouettes, a lot of foam silhouettes. I sold the whole lot. Got a little bit of money for them. We've too. talked previously about how I used to have a choke tube fetish, and I'd have to always buy choke tubes, just cool looking choke tubes. Dad has a turkey hunting or turkey decoy fetish. But what we have now was a flexstone we got with No, we got um Avian X. Avian X, that's it. We got yeah. the we got the the feeding hen, the laying hen, the jack, the standing jake, the standing hen. And we've got the uh we got two of the motion gens where the whole body goes up and down or hens. And we have a couple of those uh toms with the fan that you you carry in front of you. That's so, the only ones I and like. And a dirty bee, which I've had good oh, luck with. Jeez, we'll talk about that later. But that's a wounded tom that you stake in the ground, pull a string, and it looks like it's trying to get out. We had a bunch of decoys, and when we carried them, we had two bags. Oh, we, we put a, a flock out. Each. It did work. I've shot a turkey over. We had four <laughs> yeah. toms come in. Yeah. I can't believe you guys would put that many turkey decoys up between the two of you. Well, and that's, that's early and season half. you I mean, would throw that. So anytime, well, you only got the month, right? So anytime, yeah. but where I, I don't use them in the woods anymore at all. If I'm in the woods, no decoy. If, if I'm hunting a field, then I will, because I need to get them to me, right? And But my problem is... There's always, almost always now, like back in the day, they, they would, they'd, I'd feel they come in on a string and I hunt a different area now. So I wonder if there's just way too many hens to Tom ratio that now I put that decoy out in the woods. They come to about 80 yards stop and will sit there and gobble their fricking fool head off trying to get that hen to come to them. And then by the time it realizes it isn't coming, you think now it's going to close the gap? Nope, because there's probably seven or eight other hens that have come to his gobble that are walking towards him and take him away. 
So you know, I just you need got to work on your calling. Yeah, you might not be wrong. And that's why I find <laughs> it fun to chase them. So I said, screw that crap. So if I'm in the woods, I typically do not use decoys on the edge of the field. And that's what this was. This was, uh, uh, we call it the cut, but it's like a, a thin row of trees, probably 20 yards wide that divides two fields and comes to a point. So it's like you have a field on your right, a field on your left, and then 20 yards from the point to the other bush across. And so they cross in that, in between that point, it's like a pinch point. So we loaded up those decoys there. And it, and it worked. It worked. It was just yeah. way too much freaking work to carry that. Now we got the turkey chase with the golf cart. It's not, wouldn't be yeah, too bad, but, but, but yeah, yeah then, oh. where, where you're hunting, Jay, how many birds would you say that you've seen this week? Uh, the rumor has it that there might be upwards of 40 turkeys in the field that I'm going to be hunting. That's well, all I mean, right. we got 23 days before that, that, uh, it changed a little bit, but the odds are good that, that there's at least going to be turkeys in the area. That's, that's absolutely true. I've, uh, I've still got my trail camera set up from deer season and they're walking by it almost every day, twice a day. Um, I've had some beautiful pictures of a, a really big Tom strutting, uh, all fanned out, puffed up you know, a couple of hens walking by before or after it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch as, a, as I'm going to say that I'm new to turkey hunting. It's been a lot of fun. Just, just watching, uh, watching them go by the cameras. Cause you know, I've, I've only ever really been a, a deer hunter and never really had a camera set up all year long. So it's, it's been fun, uh, fun seeing them there. And uh, the farmer's been updating me as the, the weeks progress. As well, oh, that's always nice. a good yeah, thing. That's awesome. What, what about calls? Are you planning on using a call, Jay? So I, uh, we did buy a couple of calls, but um, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do yet. Um, we're still, I'm going to say in the planning phase, I might not be as meticulous as my brother is, but uh, I'm not going to go in, pardon the pun, cold turkey either. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with a game plan, whether we're going to sit in the bush or uh, on the edge of the bush. Cause it, I was going to say it. Walk us with, through your opening day. We're d- lay, put the lay of the land out. What decoys are you going to put down? Where are you going to sit? Where are you going to, where are you going to go? Well, that, that's what I don't know yet. And that's the problem is, and that's why I'm really excited to be listening to you guys talk just to kind of get a sense for what you guys do and, and what works and what doesn't work. It's been, uh, it's been fun listening to the stories and, you know, I'm, I'm totally open to any suggestions that are out there and that I, I find as a hunter, it's best to learn from those who have done it and then take from that and work my own routine into it. Well played. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in, and I'd figured you know, by this time, this, this, this point in your life, you would be tired of big toms with beards. I just, <laughs> cause I'm almost there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can say, is this podcast whatever? I mean, it's uh, I haven't heard it yet on a podcast, but I mean, I don't mean to brag. I'm just waiting for that, that to come out next. It's about to. But this That's is almost too easy. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, if I'm Jay, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm Jay. I'm new. I got. I haven't hunted this bush for turkey yet. Now, my question is, so here's where I struggle. I I hunt different, and it's subconscious. I believe dad, you can back me up, but I believe I hunt different on a bush 
that I've not hunted before than I do on our, what I would call our main turkey woods, where we usually go for turkeys. It's just loaded up with them. And I think it's all because I'm comfy with the bush. I know the bush really well. I now have, like they say, you pattern deer. I've pretty much patterned. I, we, we have an idea where the turkeys are predominantly going to roost. Uh, there's three spots and usually all three will have them. So then I kind of know as well, depending on what the hens do. And if the hens pull them or drag them here, or drag them there, that if I got Tom's goblin and they come out of the roost, if they're on th- coming out of this roost, I know pretty much where they're heading because they've kind of got that. So I get up and I go get them. Now, if I'm hunting a new bush, I'm more apt to sit there and try to textbook turkey hunt, right, Dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit there, call, try to get them to come on a string because I don't know their pattern. I don't know where they're going. I don't know where, where they predominantly hang out. And so I, I hunt completely different. And that's when I get too technical. Typically, it takes yeah. us three or four hunts, sometimes even a couple of seasons to really hone in on their walking patterns or roosting patterns and get productive. We know turkeys are there. We see them. We're sitting in the wrong place. And then all of a sudden it it clicks. We hone in on where they come from, where they're going. And then we start collecting turkeys. And I'm confident this year there's a, there's one place where we hunt where the last couple of I know, years. I'm going to cut you off. I know where you're going. Where, We're going to sit up in the corner. Yes, sir. For, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Because Todd got a turkey and then I got a turkey and now we know and now I know right where I want to be. And I don't care if there's three of us all sitting together because the last time we were there, they came through about 12 together. And so that's where I'd like to be. So you get to know it and you get more confident as you go along. Yeah. And that's so, what I get chasing. But them. the fun time Jay's going to have is learning this area, learning those patterns. And then when he's, and then seeing how many Toms there are, how many Jake's, where to be. And then the fun is going to be when he starts planning a hunt for a specific Tom. That's when it gets fun, Jay. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I will say from, uh, I've been hunting this specific bush for deer um, I think five or six years, I've got a pretty good sense of the bush where the turkeys are coming through. Unfortunately, we don't believe that they're coming from our actual bush. They're kind of walking through, but they're, they're not far off where we are allowed to hunt. Um, they're coming from an area that's attached to us that we're not allowed to hunt. But, uh, about four years ago, uh, in this bush, you know, and I haven't seen them there in a while, but I actually had turkeys roost right above. Uh, I was sitting in a tent blind at that point, and they roosted in the tree right above me, um, right at last light, which was really, really neat to see and, and whatnot. But I have not seen them in that same kind of section since then. My, my thought would be when I had to finally get out of the bush that year, I probably spooked them out. But at that point, I was not a turkey hunter, and I was not too worried about it. So, But we do know that they're there. There's definitely a lot of them, and... You know, there's, there's, uh, we hunt on the edge of a cornfield that I know that they're into yeah. throughout the day and then the bush itself. So, you know, we're hoping to, to get out and pattern a little bit. I'm, I've always found, you know, from as, again, as a deer hunter, I really enjoyed that part of the hunt is learning the patterns and trying exactly. to see where they're coming from. And yeah. even, even the, you know, the, the other side of it where, you know, you get busted trying to figure it out. Okay. Well, that's still a learning curve as well. And, you yeah. know, that's still a exciting time too. So. Exactly. I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to, to trying to, to learn all this, you know, as things progress and hopefully as I get better at this, uh, this turkey hunting thing. 
I, yeah, I heard you say that. Sorry, Jay. I heard you say that you're getting pictures uh, quite often. Is it enter your mind that maybe you should sit under your camera or close to your camera if the turkeys are in range of your camera? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there is some really good cover, I would say, where I am. You know, and I'm I'm hoping. You know, I will say I'm hoping if uh, if I can to have Bill come down and sit with us and and you know give us a little bit of his his thoughts to, to what we're seeing and, and his expertise and, um, you know, and get us almost to where we need to be anyway. <laughs> almost yeah. to where, yeah, I like this. <laughs> Very yeah, funny. Well, what about you, Bill? So you're, what are your first turkey hunts? Break it down for us, well, my man. Cause we call you the almost guy, but you, you do slay some animals. Yeah, I've, I've had I've had quite a, quite a bit of success turkey hunting, and and I and I thoroughly enjoy you know hearing what what Jay's saying there, and, and absolutely when, I, when I'm hunting a brand new bush like that, I, you know, listening to what the farmer says, checking what time of day that they're in the field, understanding what time they're coming past your camera, that all tells a story about travel patterns. You are you're technical, not in the bush. eh? Oh, I, huge, huge technical. So for me, you know, if I, if I'm Jay hunting that, that spot for the first time, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be setting up in the field. That's just how I would do it. I'd be listening to, to where the, the birds are, are, are roosting. I wouldn't be moving first thing. I wouldn't be going into the bush first, first light. Uh, you know, maybe a bunch of locator uh, or a bunch of hen calls, uh, light purrs, starting off the, the morning with, with a loc- uh, location like, Hey, I'm a hen. I'm over here. I'm maybe, you know, come over uh, here, Mr. Tom and fly down uh, <laughs> to where I am as opposed to back outside of the bush. It's so, okay, Jay. You yeah. don't have to write all this down. This is being recorded. You'll be able to listen to it again. Keep going though, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, for me, that's where I, I, I would be starting and that's how I try to start uh, on a new block of bush. If I, if I've seen um, uh, birds in the field, um, you know, that's, it's a bonus. If not, I'm, I'm starting first thing in the morning, uh, close to what, what I know looks like maybe a roost tree and, and, and the roost type of woods, you know, big hardwoods yep. with big limbs on them or, See, uh, and, and, uh, looking at the bush that way. And, the, and so you're right, right. I get where you're going. And I was, my, my mind was, was spinning with you because the first time, like I said, when I hunt a new bush, I typically, you, that my, my, initial reaction or want would be to sit because now if I'm hunting that bush, it's because I've seen turkeys in that field. We've right. gone and asked yep. permission. Guess where we're going to sit yep. right where we have seen the turkeys in the field. Cause that's your best bet. However, that was the old way of Todd's thinking. I know now that I have more success in the woods than I do on the edge of the field. And, oh, yeah. and, and that's just only because Typically, when a tom comes into the field, he's coming out after the hens. When a tom Mm. is in the woods, he's looking for the hens. The hens will typically head to the fields. They're going to get down. They're going to go out. They're going to feed. That tom is, he's, I like to picture him like a big buck where they're just staying out of range, out of sight, and looking until they finally find them, and now they'll come into the field. Well, if that's the case, they're coming. They've followed these hens all the way to the edge of the field. Are my decoys going to pull them in, or are those live hens? Now I've got to rely on the live hens pulling into my decoys so that the toms then come in because they're not going to come to my decoys after they've chased these hens all the way through the woods to get to the edge of the field. So in the morning, 
I'm in the woods and I like to start in the woods. And then, but only because I've had a lot of success that way, no decoys. And I'm in there waiting (sighs) because those turkeys, when they gobble, there's one reason they're gobbling. And that's to locate the hens and to let the hens know I'm here. And if they're gobbling, they're looking. And so when they go quiet, they're coming in. They're not looking anymore. Now that could mean they've gone quiet. So you heard them gobbling a field over and, oh, they quit gobbling. I wonder where they went. Well, they got hens. And or, so to me, the other side of it is they're coming into you. They're coming that, into you. Other, but if it's a long ways two. away, if it's like For sure. 400 yards away, 500 plus chances are, and they shut up, they got hens. Because if they were still coming, they'd be gobbling the whole time, in my experience, because they're trying to pull those hens to come to them, and they're going to keep coming until they get close enough. If they shut up 400 yards away, 500, 600, another field away, and they stop gobbling, they weren't even close. You're like, wow, I hear one over there, but it quit. It isn't coming to you. It's shut up because it's found hens. So my thought process I'm coming for you now. And now, now I'm up on, and I'm you're, on, you're, I'm you're, on the gun. I'm on the running gun, right? I'm going to find yeah. him and I'm going to figure out how I can get over there where I figured that was with the minimal, uh, uh, I, I guess, being seen, right? Trying to keep that to a minimum of where I feel those turkeys would be. Now, that's not to say there wasn't other turkeys around and I screwed that up. Guaranteed that's happened. Yeah. But that's my whole thought process. So when I go to a new bush now, I still though, I don't want to get up and go after because there could be more turkeys around. I don't know the lay of the land yet. Yeah. And I don't know the woods that well for me to be going through. And that could be on the path that those turkeys often take or the deer run yeah. or, or right in the roosting area or whatever it is. Right. So I've had, you know, I've had success in the woods. No question in my mind. I've had, I've had, uh, you know, the, the birds fly down right out of the tree and, and they've been in a field edge and, and literally, you know, two minutes after <laughs> legal shooting time, uh, it, it, the birds on the roost go- gobbling at you. And as the sun's coming up and that bird's getting ready to fly off the roost, it flew off, landed 16 yards in front of me. I pulled the trigger and the hunt was over within the first 10 minutes of, that, the, <laughs> that a, I was allowed to, awesome. to hunt on opening morning, you know. So I've had uh, hunts in the bush where we've we've had turkeys on the opposite side of the uh, a field and it was a little bush lot that wasn't any more than call it, you know, uh, 200 yards by 200 yards of bush and then fields all the way around it. We get in on the one side, call birds through the bush and had success that way. So, I mean, for me, I, I personally, I, I enjoy the, the first morning, uh, sitting on the field edge, uh, and, but I'm, we I'm have not the most visibility to too, right? You want to be able well, to see, well, and I find that that Where bugs I, me about a new woods. I want to be able to see Terry. So I'm, they might be a thousand yards on the other side of that field, but I could see them. If I'm in the woods, I can't see them. I never knew they were right. there. No, and then uh, you know I, I've had lots of success seeing birds. Uh, you know, not sh- not shooting them in this case, but while they're on the roost in the field edge, lots of visibility. I'm on the other side of the field, and I can see them on the other side with my binos puffing up in the tree, and and what they're reacting to my calls at, uh, while they're still on the roost. And again, I'm not you know yelling at them uh, through the calls. I'm just light purrs and seeing if I'm getting a little bit of interest in location of that hen or sorry, the gobbler to where, where, where I am. I like where you're taking this. We've had this conversation before. I'm going to put you on the spot. 
Are you ready? Are you yep. sitting down? Okay. I am. <laughs> okay, Jay, when you go in, yeah. I guarantee you being one of your first times, the, the, the number one thing in every first hunter, because I've been hunting them for more than 20 years and it still happens to me every freaking morning. You're 50 yards, 100 yards, 200 yards from a gobbler when the light starts to come up and they're in the tree. Bill, how often do you call? What do you call? Too much. How do you call? Yeah, I always, always start off by doing light purrs on my, my slate call. I've got a, a copper um, top slate call that I've had for many, many years. And yeah, it's just that light. Hey, look, I, I'm just waking up. Uh, try to a little bit of a, uh, uh, an indicator for anything that may be closer than I think it is <laughs> that uh, that I, I'm over here. And, and sometimes I, I won't how get often? a call right back. How often? Well, and, and that's, a, that's a good call. I mean, I'll, I'll maybe every five minutes. That, um, that long? Because five minutes, oh, yeah. man, when that Tom's up there gobbling and you're sitting there rocking well, back the, and forth on. going, oh, man, let, let me, oh, man. Let me, let me put the caveat <laughs> on it. If I haven't heard anything at that point in time, it, I'll do the light purrs, <laughs> and if I don't get a call right back, maybe it is too early. You know, oh, maybe that's your theory. On, so on the, you the think roost. that's it? So, yeah, well, I'll give them so five minutes. So you'll purr and before give, they even gobble? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and, you know, maybe that's part of the, part of the, um, the reason why they go away. <laughs> because dad but. always tells me don't call until you know the hens are awake. Yeah. And so usually my, my thought now, on that one is, is, is I want to be the first hen awake to let the Tom know that that's I'm That's a good theory. So, but also it's very we're usually just sitting down as they're already gobbling. Right, Dad? Well, no. you, you get up a lot later than <laughs> I do. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually might believe that. And I, I don't know if it's that I get up later. It's I have to get Dad in. And so oh. we got we to gotta cross a creek. We got to load him up. I mean, and he, he goes in like he's going for a month camping trip. Like, what do you got, Dad? You got a massive backpack, and then you got your cargo just, pants. Just They're what's loaded. Every pocket going. He's got his turkey vest. Every pocket there is loaded. Just what's necessary yeah. for my survival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with Todd, I'm sure that's a lot. You got so, that right. So you just purr. Just, I see, I'm just skipping that. Just purr, purr, purr. And if you don't yep. get a gobble, you're going to wait five minutes. Yep, I'll and, wait five minutes. But if I get a gobble, and you're not doing this I'll on a mouth it. call, you're doing it on a sleep no, call. Not yet. It's too early in the morning for, I, for that. I'll it, have the mouth okay, call. Okay, so if you can do one on a mouth call, I'm actually genuinely impressed because I almost spit my, my my mind out of my mouth every time I try to purr on my mouth call. I almost might want you to go get your mouth call and give us a little a little ditty. Yeah, that ain't happening tonight. But thanks for the <laughs> offer. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, turkey karaoke, come on. Yeah. I got uh, in my car, I do a lot of practices uh, on the way to work. And if you, you, for, first, when you put the mouth call in, you're going to sound like a uh, the cat that just uh, you know fell off the couch here, but Karma uh, Chameleon he, never sounded so good unless you got a bearded Bill Tom knocking it out with the purrs. Yeah, <laughs> 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 a lot of putts and, and stuff later on in the morning, but I like to get a first start. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, so you're you're waiting five minutes now. You throw down a purr and you get a gobble. Yep. 
Or then, no, actually, before that happens, before that happens, you throw down a purr. No, a minute after you throw down a purr, you get a gobble. And now yep. it might not have been to your purr. Now what do you right. do? Yeah, and then I'm making a call. Like a I'll, I'll make a call. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, a, a little bit of something like that. Maybe a little bit louder. I'll do... Um, really raspy you know, or it, really light? Really nice? It depends. You know, I, I like the, the old raspy hen sound uh, from a mouth call. And maybe at that point in time, if I get a gobble or a, a tom that's hot uh, on, on the roost, then I'll start with the mouth call, doing a little bit more of the... Um, you know, my, my vocabulary tonight for 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 uh, turkey calls is, is is not great, but it, it's not the that you just uh, have to show not, us, Bill. You have to do it. Yeah, I probably you probably should one one day. Uh, we have a a, a call uh, sequencing here to, to let you guys know what our we will call make sequences it are. Bill That's, Tom ringtone. That could be it. We could make a little bit of fifty cents on the, on the, the app store. Here. But, yeah, so I'll, so you're going to buy it? Are you? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, carry I mean, well, why not? I mean, is it going to help my? Well, nothing else. It'd be a good uh, alarm clock because you'd be turning it off every morning. <laughs> you don't want to listen to it too long. That freaking bearded Tom. <laughs> that's it. But, oh, that's awesome. Okay, sorry. Back on track. <laughs> it's tough to stay on track with you, you know. I, I, I'm sorry, it is what it is. He so, can't, he can't, Bill. It's impossible. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. It's exciting for me. He, he's his own biggest fan. It's a true story. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. So. You're you're the bearded Tom, and I'm the big fan. Okay, so you, it's a minute after you throw down the purse, you get yep. the gobble. Now you're hitting them with a. As soon as you get a gobble, you're going to switch to the to the actual clucking and the. Or are you sticking with? No, I'm sticking with the purrs, but it, it'll be a louder, more aggressive purr. Um, you know, maybe not right away. Like a, I'll, I'll I'll put the purrs out. Yep, a little bit louder than I did. Uh, not not as light. Uh, it, it'll be a little bit louder, maybe a little bit longer sequence, just to try to get him to cut me off. When when I'm uh, making the making the call, if he if he call if he gobbles, then it, I try to have a that conversation back and forth. But um, you know, I think I think my mistake a lot is I overcall while they're on the roost. I really I really think. See, that's, and I don't know. And this is we've had this conversation because we'll have them sometimes do the exact same thing, and they'll come right down in front of us, and then this yeah. the next time. That go the other way. So here, here's the other interesting thing. I don't think it has anything I, to do with calls. I think it has to do with live birds on the ground. Well, I was just going to say, I think part of the issue or part of my call that I've had a lot of experience over the last two years is I'll get into a battle with a live hen. I was just going to say, if you, uh, you just stole my thunder. Darn you. Hey, I apologize for uh, cutting. No, I don't. I don't apologize at all. <laughs> Good. I didn't know what this was turning into. But yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent. I I wanted to say that if I'm a, even a new turkey hunter and I'm going, okay, I'm calling to a Tom, your number one thought process, call to the hens. Yeah. Because A, you get live hens in your spread. They're bringing in the Toms and you're calling and mimicking the hens that are there. At least you're going to be just like those hens that are on the ground calling now. And if they're not making noise, 
then I'm going, what do you do? Now I'm torn because I can see hens yeah. on the ground. I know I got a Tom in the trees and now I want them to come to my decoys, but those hens are walking the other way. I need to call to those hens. I need to get those yeah. hens attention. And now I can see them. So now I'm trying all kinds of like, I'll, I'll do the little purse and that don't work. I'll hit them with, and if that don't work, I get all, yeah, I'm saying I get to, real aggressive. I get real aggressive with the hens, and and, and I was. I don't think, yeah, near, I don't think you can overcall a hen. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I was hunting up near Port Perry one time, and and I uh, was in in a field, and where, where I thought I had uh, a tom, uh, maybe I'm gonna say 200 yards, uh, right to my left, uh, a hen came from my right. And her and I were going, calling back and forth to each other, having just a a fight. You know, I, you, you can picture what that fight is. She would, uh, you know, right there. And then and I would cut her off with the same, like mimic it. It should do, do almost exactly what she was doing. And out of my 12, right at my 12 o'clock, across these this cornfield come on a string, two toms. To, to the hen and I were calling back and forth. We were going back and forth for maybe two, three minutes. These birds were, I would say, 300 yards away when they started, little dots. And all of a sudden, they're just on a tear. It gets about 100 yards, fan right up, come to a fence, and could not figure out how to get across that fence. But to that, to the, the point I was trying to make is I almost. wasn't calling to the toms. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's my almost guy. There, there was even a, a hole in the fence where they had to walk another you know, 30 yards, they would have walked right through it, but they were too dumb to figure that out. I, I actually witnessed that today while I was driving. Oh, I yeah. saw a, like one of the biggest toms I've ever seen on the side of the road. And I watched him run back and forth by a page wire fence. I could tell that he was trying to get to the other side and could not figure out how to get to the other side. Oh, of yeah, the they, they're fence. not always the brightest. I've ate one in the same thing. I was on my way to work one morning and there was a Tom trying to get through. It was, it was like a chicken wire fence, right? But like the really big, like I'd say, I don't know, four inch openings, squares, that kind of fence all the way along a woodlot on the edge of the road. And he was on that little bit of shoulder trying to get through that fence so much. He made his neck raw. His head would go through and it would stop at his neck. And I got, I pulled over, I got out and he just sit down and look at me. And I'm like, man, and I, I'm like, if I get close enough, he's probably going to want to tear me a piece. But he he was dumb enough. I go back to my truck and he starts slamming his head into the fence, trying to get away from the road and get and just could not figure it out. I ended up calling the animal aid folks and everything else. They didn't get there till the afternoon. And I called MNR saying, hey, I got my bow. I'm a week before season. Can I just let this say, can I dispatch this guy? They said, you do that. We find out who you are. We are going to charge you. I'm like, well, on the side of the road, there's a house there. I'm like, okay, that ain't going to happen. So finally, SBCA went and got it and called me back in the afternoon and said, Todd, I wrapped this thing in a blanket, was just about to put it in the back of the truck, take it down to the uh, animal rehab, and it expired while I was putting it in the back of the truck. Do you want to at least come get it so it doesn't go to waste? Yep. I'll come eat it, but absolutely <laughs> it was, it, they, they're just, they get dumb like that. The fences are their, yeah. their nemesis, but he was so he much that, yeah, made his neck raw. Well, and that, and that, you know, calling to hens to me and, and getting hens in your decoy, 
uh, decoy spread is not a bad thing. No, live decoys. The li- and then live decoys. they'll walk away after three, four minutes of hanging out in your spread, and you just, and bring them back. And bring you, them back you in. You just yeah. keep They're them. curious. Yep. And it is tough to so not I, move. I, I have a question. I have a question. So if I'm going to be hunting a field per se, and I'm sitting on the edge of the bush to hunt said field, how far out am I putting my, my decoys and where am I, like, am I expecting if they're going to be coming out of the bush, how far away from my, you know, where I expect I got, them to walk out from, should I be sitting? I got two answers for you. Are you ready? Yeah. So my first time ever, ever turkey hunting, I went and I was told I had no clue what I was doing. I took the course. That was it. And I never hunted. I didn't even care to. My brother-in-law wanted to go. And I thought at the time, I thought deer hunting. I was really duck and goose hunting was the big deal. I thought deer hunting was boring. This is going to be even more boring. I'm going to go sit on the ground, wait for a freaking bird to show up. But anyway, I had dad, as dad just talked about, that pull string hen with the head bobbed. And I had a jake, like a rubber bodied, like a vinyl almost. Wasn't it, dad? Yeah. Like weird Jake that you had to kind of push out and it's stuck in the ground. I was told you put the hen at 35, 40, what, what you want to be your max shot. You put the Jake at 15 because when Tom's come in, they're so territorial. They're going to want to come beat up the Jake and you pound them as they come into your decoy, into your Jake. They're not going to come to the hen. Now what happened there? I set up on the edge of the field. I put them out there. I've never hunted this land before. I have no clue what's going on. We walked through it once grouse hunting. And we kicked up six turkeys grouse hunting in the winter. Like kicked them up. Like my brother-in-law yelling, don't shoot. They're not grouse. These giant condors come up out of a wood pile and take off. It was insane. That's how we found the woods. So I was, I was five yards off the edge of the field, just stuck back in. And I had one of those stick in the ground blinds and sitting on my little turkey. I had a turkey vest with his chair, a little dude. So I had my, the straps would hold me up just sitting there on the edge. When I started to call, nothing was doing for an hour. All of a sudden, that field was a thousand yards long, I bet you. And it rolled. I mean, it was so long and rolled with big hills. Two little black specks stepped out. And I'm like, are those turkeys? And at this point, it's now like eight o'clock in the morning. I've been sitting there since like five thirty. I, I this, I'm thinking this is brutal. So I called, and I had a, only had a mouth call, and I didn't know if I was doing what. And all of a sudden, holy crap! Those are two toms. And I mean, they were dots. They look like ants. So I started pulling the string on that hen and they started to come, but I'd lose them 45 minutes to come across that field. They would come up to the top and then they'd come all the way down to the, and they would go behind a rolling hill and I couldn't see them for five minutes. Talk about agony. Are they coming? Did they leave? Where are they? And then boop, they'd show up at the bottom of that field. And then all of a sudden they'd start walking and disappear behind another roll as they headed to the top until they got a hundred yards out. And then they both puffed up and pushed on each other and came all the way into that hen at 40 yards and were five yards on the other side of it. And then I, I was one puffed up, turned around. I picked the one I wanted, the bigger one turned around, put its butt to me. I thought that's the one, put my gun up. Well, I can't put my gun up yet. The other one's still staring at me. Well, then he puffed up, turned around, put his butt to me, put my gun up and held it. And then they, what the, the one I wanted to shoot unpuffed, looked at that hen decoy and then took two steps and started to walk away. And I'm going every step's like a yard. There's 46, 47, and dropped them. So that was the first time. And I set up, they came in from away from me. 
Now, as of recent, just a couple years ago, me and Scotty are like, we like the woods, but we like the field. What are we going to do? I know. Let's set up 15 yards in the woods. We'll put our decoys on the edge of the field. And I mean, both of them on the edge. So the hen and the Jake on the edge of the field so that anything way out in the field can see them and is going to come to them. But anything in the woods isn't going to see them till it gets to the edge. It's come too close. We're going to whack it. Because like I said, in the woods, I find they hang up if they see your decoy and they want to call that hen to them. So we did, we sat there and where you're saying is, okay, where do you set up? Do you, if you think they're going to come out here, those turkeys, man, are they agile going? You think that they're going to walk a deer run to come out and they will not. They'll come out anywhere they want and they will go through some thick crap. They just don't care. And so we sat at where we thought they would come across the field is where we planned it, but 15 yards in the woods. And that morning, a Tom ended up coming directly behind us. And the only saving grace I had was it gobbled. So I knew enough I could turn around and it came right up to my left at 35 yards. And I whispered to Scott, I'm taking the shot. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I pulled the trigger on that guy still in the woods. I think he just got a glimpse of our decoys in the field because he came up parallel beside us and could see out in front of us. But 35 yards to my left, I took the shot. He dropped. And then I shucked my gun, or I th- actually, I think I had my auto loader at that time. So I, I, I looked at Scotty. Yeah, I looked back and he got up and started to walk away. And this was the best. This was one of the most epic ever things to witness that I got to see. Cause I've often dreamt of shooting a turkey on the wing when it's flying, just watching the size of that bird come down and bounce on a, on the ground would be awesome. How often do you get to shoot a turkey in air? So I said, it's taken off. I got up and climbed over our blind and I ran through the woods. It it ran to the edge of that field. When it hit the field, it took into flight. I got to the edge of the field, put my gun up, pulled the trigger, and I got to watch that thing come down like a cannonball. And it was freaking awesome. But both of those where just to drive it home, Jay, no rhyme or reason. You got to be ready. They're going to come from behind you. They're going to come from in front of you. They're going to come from beside you. But one thing I learned is I never put my decoys right in front of me because if they're coming out from a field across, I don't want them looking at me. I want them looking at my decoys and not seeing me because I do have to move at some point. I've got to get my gun up. And so if my decoys are to my right a little bit and out or to my left a little bit, excellent they're not looking into the woods right directly at me if they're coming into the decoys so i don't put them right near me yeah i'll always put the decoys off to my right because i'm a left-handed shot so they'll be off to my right probably i don't want to call it a 45 degree angle but that jake is always the closest one to me because in my experience uh like todd had the toms are going to be dominant and they're going to even if it's two jakes it's coming coming in they're going to come to that Jake to, to beat it up, to try to knock it off where, where, where the hens are. And yeah. if that didn't, didn't happen Jake that morning for me, out. my first Turkey did not happen. And it was told, I'm like, that was supposed to happen. I got him anyway, but yep. He, yeah. He hung up. You know what? They don't always follow the script. That's for sure. But we, uh, you know, and said sometimes, um, I've used the Jake decoy and they've hung up. I've used the Tom that that uh, B Mobile, I think Primos makes it with the. Uh, we talked about this in the past. But you throw that silk fan in the garbage and yep, see if get you can a find one. yourself a, a real one. But that B Mobile, I had Tom's come right up and and want to 
beat that one up too. So, but that was always the, the Tom or the Jake is closer to me than the hens are in my decoy spread. And it seems to, you know, at least put me in the right area yep. anyways. Now I, I can't always, I can't say that the next year I had it work and I missed. It was one of the times I remember of missing and I had my hen out 35 yards and my Jake at 15 and I'm on the edge and I had three Toms come in and the biggest one left the two Jakes and walked right over and started kicking the crap out of my decoy. I was so in awe watching this thing kick the crap. I realized, crap, I got to put my gun up, but I had two hens in my decoys as well. And so as soon as I started to put the gun up, there were five yards, they jumped up and flew. That Tom looked at me and started to run straight away. And I took three shots before you could blink an eye and he kept on a running. Yeah. <laughs> but it did work textbook that time. But yeah, I, I, there is no, they, they say that that's the theory, right? Put the Jake closest to you. But like I said, if I'm in the woods, I'm not hunting it. And I, now we will position ourselves a lot on a corner of a bush. So we'll be 10 yards off the corner. So I've got a, uh, the, the actual corner. There's a field to my right and the other field to my left and that corner right out in front of us. Now I can see across that field and see what's going on. And if I've got to, if I can see, wow, you know, he's 300 yards out and he's going to walk right past this corner all the way to the next corner of the woods, I can d- drop back in the woods 20 yards, run down to that corner and head him off and done it lots, yeah. haven't we, Dad? Yeah, we have done that. Now, yeah. But yeah, I still think the biggest thing that's going to be hurting everybody or it, it hurting your mind Every new turkey hunter and even old turkey, all, all of us, the biggest thing is going to be opening morning. You got gobbles. How do you call? And I don't yep. think there's an answer. I think it's call. Like me and dad, we have a, we're like a, an orchestra, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we got a Tom, dad'll sit there on his box call with the, and then I come in with the, and we start really light. And then we'll, it, depending again on hens and, and Tom's, how much we amp it up. But that's our theory. We do both. And we'll try to do them at the same time so we sound like a couple hens. And now that's what we hope to, to bring them in. And again, there's no rhyme. 50% of the time they come, 50% of the time they leave. Yep. Just got to put your time in the woods and, and it'll happen. And Throw your know, calls down and run after them. <laughs> or or that he can. He always at least got a story. <laughs> always got well, a story. I, I like uh, I like the fact just being out in the woods because you're right. I can give stories of anything that happens. <laughs> Once you've sat there for a while, and you either hear a gobble or see a turkey, you still got a couple options: spot and stock or run and gun. <laughs> yeah. So really get up, go get them and quit being so boring. This ain't deer hunting. Go have some fun. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Anyway, any more questions, Jay, any more thought provoking? You can put me on some Todgens. No, I'm, I'm literally just taking this all in right now. I think it's been incredibly informative and I'm sure I will have more questions as I start to think more I about think, it. But I'm thinking you're going to have more just, answers. You're going to come back and school us. You've already done the run and gun. You got that down pat, pajamas and all. <laughs> yeah. You just need well, to do that's the. Because I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. You just need to do the ambush and the spot and stock, and then you got the trifecta. Perfect. Well, that, that, uh, things to check off this year, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. You get, I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting down there and. 
yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the gun at home. I don't doesn't matter to me and call you guys in and well sit sit with you in the woods and see if there's anything to they, be had. They there. might need your gun oh. just to grab it if in case there's another Tom to come so they can use your tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm uh, I'm hoping to, to get out, you know, a few times between now and the turkey season just to sit and, and watch and scout. And, um, you know, like you guys said, it's best to try to get out and pattern and, and whatnot. But I'm, you know, like I said, today, I'm just really appreciate the, the insight, taking it all in. And there's there's lots of fun to be had, that's for sure. I know oh, yeah. that... Uh, I've you know said earlier, but I love just being out in the bush. Like my brother said, the same thing there. You know, being out there, seeing things, learning, and you know, it's one of those things that uh, to me, successful is just being out. It doesn't have to end in uh, in, in anything else other than that. So I appreciate the insight. Oh, turkey hunts turned into one of my most favorite kind of hunting. Like, yeah, like it's exciting. Sure. Yeah, mine too. just gobbling. Where else can you? You know, deer. You don't know they're there. Turkeys. You know they're there. And I'm planning on yep. calling you back in a few weeks and hearing your story. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to have multiple stories for you. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Good. Well, thanks for coming on tonight, kids. I oh, appreciate, yeah. uh, appreciate you having me, as always. Thanks, Jay. Two Toms are always better than one. See? Yeah, but the That's perfect it. scenario is two Toms minus a Todd. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the way you think sometimes, Don. That's good. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, so when it does, he's got to capitalize. <laughs> right. Sometimes I think, Bill, you're as frustrated as I am sitting there listening to this. Yeah, but I can't reach out and smack him. You can. Oh, I've done it several times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and and then, he, then he comes back and he pretends he doesn't know what I'm mouthing at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can only say shut up in so many languages. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good grief. All right. Well, until next week then. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thank Good you, guys. Good, Good talking to you again. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. As always, we'll get together for show. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.